say can Adam see? Blake is prepping for the trial of his life, and Fallon wants back, and she cannot lie. Those other CEOs can't deny. When Fallon walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a lawyer in your face, you get kicked out of your office. Oh, and her book is back on the shelf, if you know what I mean. At least Evan the lawyer does. Wink, wink, hint, hint. This isn't over, you conniving little wombat. We are talking CW's Dynasty Season 3, Episode 5, Mother, I'm at La Mirage. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz. La Mirage. La Mirage. La Marage. La Marage. Are you going to La Marage later tonight? <laughs> that was a fantastic intro. Why, thank you. I appreciate you so much. But this was a fantastic and... episode. Yeah. It I... deserved the intro. I liked it almost better than the last episode. I did like it better than the last episode simply because, and I've been liking every single episode, but last episode, compared to this episode, I'd have to take this episode. It was more action-packed and set a lot of things up, which we're going to get into. As we are talking CW Dynasty Season 3, Episode 5, Mother, I'm at La Mirage. And there is an actual reason why it's Mother, and it is a doozy. We're going to be breaking down this episode, and when I say we, I mean me and she. We are the Dynasty 3. Okay, that didn't rhyme. It did rhyme, but it just didn't make (laughs) sense. There's only two of us, but you got the point. Of course, I am Tehran. If you don't know who I am, I the Dynasty King, and of course we have a real-life Carrington amongst our presence. Am I the Dynasty Queen? Maddie Pock, you yes. are the Queen, <laughs> I'm period. Maddie Pox. yes. I'm Everywhere. happy to be back. Love this episode. I don't even know where to begin. Yes. Like, so much happened. Yes, so much happened. We're going to be breaking it down. Fallon wants Imperial back. Fallon moving on. Mm, Adam wants his eyesight back, or does he? Dominique's surprise artist and surprise guest and surprise daughter? Uh, La Mirage, the ground opening, that party. Colhane, the superhero. Crystal talks to the judge, and I'm liking this new crystal. Nadia helps Adam. Uh-oh. Special segment, wow, where we choose the outfit of the episode that just made us go wow. News and gossip predictions. And I feel like we've been pretty spot on and much, much more. Maddie Pox, what were your overall thoughts on this week's episode? Ooh, well, um, so much happened. I'm, you know, I really liked it. I think everything's coming together with Fallon and Liam, but it might not be for the best. Uh, we'll get into that, obviously, later. But um, Adam... I, you know he was my least favorite character, so I'm a little bit happy to see him not able to, you know, go and do his evilness to everyone. You're a horrible person. He's, and besides, he's now he has person. helper. Now he it looks like now he has, he has a, helper. a helper. So, yeah. Um, either than that, it was a good episode. I mean, Dominique just keeps getting more conniving and conniving, and I'd almost like for her to... Go away, too. I don't like the drama, but that's the show, right? Anything that can happen, happens. And it is clear in this episode. Dominique is clearly replacing Alexis as a main antagonist in a lot of actions. And honestly, Alexis wasn't so negative-driven or self-driven. It just seemed she had an idea of what was best for her situation and her family. 
and also stirred the pot. With Dominique, it's as if she's a constant protagonist no matter what, and something keeps popping up each and every week where we're questioning who she is. We need to know more about Dominique. When it comes to other storylines that are happening, I'm really interested in the Colby storyline. I forgot almost that he was sick, so it's nice that they brought that back in to play. I think that... Evan's storyline with Fallon is going to play out very interesting, and I will get to that in predictions. But I also felt that Evan was better looking last week. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I felt maybe his outfits were a little off. I wasn't a fan. He, he looked taller, maybe. I don't know. There was something about him last week that this week didn't play as well. He came yeah. off a lot more subtle this week, and last week he seemed to be a lot more of a stud and very pronounced. Yeah, he was kind of passive. And then I was watching this episode, actually, with... <laughs> my boyfriend and he was like that guy's so sensitive like this episode exactly. he's like why does really he care so exactly. much exactly right? and it so. really did make me look at him in a passive subtle way I didn't appreciate but I do like that storyline playing out I also am I don't want to say I'm on the Colleen train however I've been an adamant uh, staunch disassociate of Colleen because I don't feel like Colleen is is honestly he should be more favorable toward the Carrington since they are responsible for everything he has. But this episode made me like Colhane a little more and made me like Kirby a lot less. And I yeah. will be very honest about that. Kirby is holding that Imperial uh, against Fallon and Fallon and, and deservingly it is Fallon's. I, I do not care how Kirby feels slighted by how Fallon treated her. She basically reneged on a deal and i did not appreciate that at all other than that honestly this was a great episode of dynasty Mm -hmm. this was dynasty once again season three has been its finest and i appreciate it all we will be breaking it down first with fallon once imperial back yeah that's fair i mean if it wasn't for fallon kirby would have nothing i feel I mean, that's mean to say, but in terms of in terms of Imperial and the company and even how about where she lived? How about Anders's position? Not that Anders hasn't done amazingly good things for that family. Mm -hmm. However, as far as I remember, they paid Anders a salary and quite well, so much that he is now a partner in a hotel. Once again, an offshoot of the Carrington family's fortunes and charities Mm -hmm. and and in a way, it's as if Kirby is ungrateful. Yeah, it's and like then a slap she, in the face. She's, she stole the company. She did. Mm-hmm. She should give it back. It's not her company. Whether yeah. Fallon cares about it or not is not for her to decide. I can't see someone have a car and I'm like, well, you're not washing that car as well as it should be washed. It's such a nice yeah, car. She has... You know, she has a lot of guts doing that. I would be scared of Fallon, too. I'd Fallon, be like, take it. <laughs> Fallon is definitely not a pushover. Yeah. I. Well, I guess, you know, it's good that the lease was under Fallon's name, I guess. Like, I, I like Kirby, but this episode, it was kind of... She needs to be put in her place, I think, a little bit. Especially well, Fallon gets kicked... Kirby gets kicked out, but Fallon yeah. still loses Fimperial. Yeah. Kirby... Who, by the way, could have easily taken the deal. Two million dollars is not something to scoff at. That, yeah, that's a lot. And she, and now she's almost just like a Carrington, and she just kind of goes, "That's not that much. Like that's pocket change." It, it or, is I when you the have quote, nowhere to but... nowhere to live, Kirby. You are living at your father's hotel, yeah. basically hiding in a room, which is not fair mm-hmm. because hotels do make their money off rooms. Yeah. So 
interesting, interestingly enough, I think Kirby is, I wouldn't use the term villain just yet, but she's villainous. Yeah, she's unappreciative right now, but I could see that turning into, you know, her turn, like not becoming sort of a Fallon conniving, but there's going to be something coming Do you up. think Kirby and Fallon can can reconcile their differences? I I think they will, but obviously not anytime soon. There's going to be more drama happening. Something because, has to happen to bring course, them together. Because, of course, Dynasty and, you know, the, this isn't over, their fight with um, Imperial or whatever. Um, I think a lot of her connivingness will be with Fallon and Colhane, obviously, because we saw what we happened. Saw I can't believe that, but it happened. Kirby <laughs> wants to be Fallon so bad. Yeah. You had yeah. her boyfriend... You have her company. What more do you want? And honestly, to be very fair, she's also dressing like season like, two. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, you know, there's a conversation between Kirby and Anders saying, I, I want to take over the Carrington dynasty. Do you I feel like do it you might think Anders happen. would let that happen? No, I don't think so. I, Anders is not. Anders, different than Kirby, is a man of principle. Yeah, no, he's obviously he will hear that and disagree, but I feel like Kirby is going to have a conversation with someone saying, I want to take over this dynasty or whatever, because that's the route she's going in. So you don't think it ends at Fimperial? Because as far as no. I know, Fimperial to her, to Kirby, is a means and a way out. It is her, she wants to guide this, and she has this plan to guide guide this company to the future because she actually cares about it. And she brings that up to Fallon several times where she basically is condescending towards Fallon for her lack of desire to mm-hmm. build Fimperial and even states, you just wanted it as a side project, you just used it as your boyfriend's launching pad, you don't really care about this, I care about Fimperial, that's mm-hmm. why it belongs to me. I get the feeling, though, that she doesn't really... Like, she cares about it, but not for the good, like, the best reasons. Like, I feel like she just wants to be against Fallon, too, right? So I think she cares about it. I can get a sense of her wanting to go against Fallon. But I also think Kirby has a false sense of grandioseness Mm -hmm. about herself and what she's capable of. Yeah. She wasn't even capable of recognizing Fallon and her conspiracy against Kirby. She, and she knows Fallon. Mm-hmm. And yet she wasn't able to see Fallon coming. So how is she going to run this big company and create this Fortune 500 situation when she can't be CEO because she doesn't have the track record? Yeah. She can't be CFO. She doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> and the finances. So what exactly are you? Just a figurehead? Just someone who wants a company? And she hasn't yeah. been working towards the company. She's been working more on Victor than she has on her own company. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Wow. Look, Victor, I, I saw that kind of coming, but I didn't see Colhane walking in on that. That had that to be was, the conclusion. There yeah. had to be no other way. We saw that coming at the end of the last episode where specifically Kirby goes to Victor's room. But there's no other way but to have have Kirby and... Victor together and Colhane coming in, she wanted, Kirby wanted Colhane to see this. Yeah, and I, 
Is it? Do you think she just wants Colhane back, or she, she wants just, to she's hurt just him? Pissed. Because... She just wants to hurt him in whatever way. Yeah. Let him feel that is. She calls Fallon petty when actually Kirby is extremely petty herself. What she's yeah. doing with Colhane. Colhane is trying to be the ever consummate professional. He's running a team. He's busy. He's preoccupied. He's prioritized. He was very upfront with Kirby. They'd only been dating a very short time, mm-hmm. and it was a mistake to begin with. And now you see Kirby just trying to attack Colhane when in truth she should be focused on her own business and yeah. use this as a jumping board and say, well, I don't have a place to live. I need to make this business, which I, I stole, so yeah. successful that it justifies why I stole it. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, she's just being a crazy ex-girlfriend. I mean, I would be mad to... Not even ex-girlfriend. Not even ex-relationship. Situationship. Yeah. At Situationship. Most. She would probably beg to differ because sometimes a girl and a guy will see each other and the girl thinks it's more than the guy. I can understand that. After a month, I'm having a hard time. (laughs) Yeah. You have experience in that. I'm I'm the king of that. However, (laughs) after a month, I do not feel that Colhane is obligated to Kirby in any way. Yeah. It was a month. Maybe she thought it was really serious because she visited him in jail. She offered him money. Like, she did a lot for him. and she He probably, didn't take any of this stuff, by the way. I know, but she probably is like, oh, I didn't. I'm a ride I, or die. She listened to all those songs and thought this is how it works. <laughs> well, she's probably pissed because she's like, I did this and I tried so hard and he just didn't want it. And now she's, this is her revenge, I guess. Well, she's not the only one that's having a tr- trouble moving on. Fallon is having problems moving on from from Liam, but also is finding her way into Evan, the lawyer's arms. Now, Evan, of course, being her friend that she basically killed brother. I feel like there's so many things that could be problematic in this equation. Oh, yeah. It's like, is he just... I don't even know why he would entertain the idea of being with her. Is it sort of like a... Uh, a mechanism for grieving or I don't know. It's also because she's hot and a billionaire. Let's not forget <laughs> exactly, what but... Fallon represents. Fallon is cute. She's hot. She's stylish. She's fun. She's a billionaire. She has no problems dropping money. I mean, honestly, I'd have to date Fallon. <laughs> Fallon could kill Me my too. mom and I'd have to kind of be like, this is my girlfriend, guys. Fallon, yeah. sorry, mom. Happy birthday. Something, you know. Yeah. Let's let's for, let's also not forget that Evan might have some subconscious thing or attachment to Fallon mm-hmm. because of the grievance that they both share. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But uh, I mean, he knows she's still in love with Liam, but he goes for it, as we saw at the end again. Are we shipping Fallevin? Fallevin, hashtag Fallevin. F-A-L-L-E-V-A-N. F-A-L-L-E-V-A-N. Are you shipping him at home? Hashtag let us know in the comments below. We appreciate each and every one of your comments. We, of course, read them and respond. We love your theories and ideas, and your predictions are often spot on. Don't forget that all of you at home are, if not as much, more so a part of this panel than all of us here in studio Thank you so much for the comments, for the shares, the likes. Subscribe, spread the word, share the love. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five-star rating we so greatly deserve. And thank you each and every one for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Yeah, thank you guys. We couldn't have we can't do it without you guys. So we love the comments and everything.
That's right. Yes. Especially Maddie Pox. Adam <laughs> wants his eyesight back, or does he? Okay, it's either going to be he gets his sight back or he's going to be blind, which I like. It's mean of me to say, but I kind of want him to because I don't like him as a character. Um, but then he has Nadia. who's He's going to be blind and have Nadia doing stuff for him. That might be his new love interest. I feel that there's a connection that could be formed between Nadia and Adam. Adam hasn't really had a love interest. Sure, he slept with Liam's mom, but who hasn't? So the concept <laughs> is Adam, and I at first thought that Adam possibly had his eyesight and was faking it because he wanted to get closer oh. to Blake. Because we see yeah. Blake bringing up the, the breakfast himself, which is even so shocking that the that the other employees of the manor are in awe or shocked that Blake is doing such a menial, yeah. taskful job on his own. That's a smart theory because I even said, like, obviously maybe it's just um, the makeup people on the show, but I was like, he doesn't, like, look blind. How do blind people look? Well, no, they were like, your your eyes are so swollen. They weren't that, like, swollen. Sure, they had, like, they just, they had like, the redness red, to it. They had the redness to them. Also... Adam did a great job of looking ahead and not seeing stuff, which made me allowed me to understand that he was unable to see. Mm -hmm. He didn't react to anything. And when he hit Nadia accidentally, clearly he felt some type of remorse for doing so because he did not mean to. I don't know. And I, now I believe that you've he's said blind. that theory, though, I maybe he is like faking it or he'll if he starts to see again, he'll still fake it and get Nadia to do stuff because then she would get in trouble if she got caught and he wouldn't. So she, he has a little minion. So he has a he also has a very good scapegoat. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. I think that I enjoy the concept of Adam being humbled. We see mm -hmm. a new Adam, an Adam who's a little more uh grateful to be in the situation, who obviously is needing of his father at this yeah. moment. I think Adam's blind. I don't think he's faking it right now. Okay. But um, I could see him faking it later just to get sympathy. However, that motive went out the window when Crystal suggests specifically that if Adam does not get better, then we need to send him to a home for the blind. I I don't know if it's going to actually happen because I feel like now he's going to have Nadia that um, will help him do stuff and... He'll be okay for now, but maybe if something goes wrong, like say Nadia does something, she gets caught, and then, you know, it kind of goes back to Adam, then they'll send him away. I, I'd like him to go away. I know, you bit. dislike Adam. <laughs> However, Adam is the main protagonist know, on the show, know, and he's a no, very but, good villain. But now we have Dominique, Dominique who is, is a villain. Dominique well. is also a villain. However, Dominique is not as antagonistic and, yeah, she doesn't and, live under their roof, And she right? doesn't have the same agenda. Adam's agenda is a little more clear, a little more cut, and he has this Joker feel to him where yeah. he's just unpredictable. Why he's doing the things he does other than the fact that he wants to take his rightful place in the Carrington dynasty and be Blake's son. Yeah. Other than that, we don't really know why he's kind of stirring up the pot he just likes like, to stir up the pot we don't even yeah. know they haven't really explored the whole fallon thing and we keep getting nods to it even in this episode nadia mentions it's kind of weird how you know what your sister's perfume is yeah it's he's obsessed with her obviously we can see but it's like does is he in love with her 
Or he just wants there to be only one, you know, Carrington child. Maybe. Or maybe another theory can be that Nadia is sent by Stephen from the home that oh, he was in. She purposely yeah. made sure to get in and now is going to set Adam up. There's a lot of ideas. We have not forgotten about Stephen. So yeah. Adam is in for whatever it is, this is going to be a ride. It's not going to yeah. be easy. He has an upward battle. He wants, and he's now decided to get rid of Crystal, which we thought he was going to last week. However, they seem to reconcile. But this week, we see that Crystal has now become his nemesis. Yeah, and do we think now that you said that about Stephen in the home, maybe Crystal set up this naughty, like sent Nadia, you know, to be the nurse for Adam? Like maybe even she went to go see Stephen, and then. I don't you know, believe anyone I don't know. knows about Steven. We'll get into that than, in predictions. I don't but. think anyone knows about Steven. We haven't gotten any script towards that. Yeah. However, the concept that Nadia wants to help Adam or is willing to help Adam is something that was very pronounced at the end of the episode where Nadia says, this is what she gives, gives Adam the hint that Crystal wants him out and then later states it very bluntly and also states that she's down to help with whatever Adam's plan is to get rid of Crystal. So we're going to see a lot of Nadia. I liked her character as the nurse who would not give up, but at the same time is clearly very clever. Yeah, I mean, she can't give up because she's being paid probably well, too. I mean, I, I don't... She didn't have any hidden agenda, I don't think, at the beginning. And now maybe she's like, this family has so much money. Maybe I can get on his good side and do stuff for him for, like, extra money or whatever. Sure, but a lot of the other family members did not expect her to last at all because Adam is being so difficult. Yeah. Especially before the motive and the incentivization that he received with the ultimatum of, if you do not get better, we will move you to a home. Yeah. Well... I'm I'm honestly like kind of scared to see what's going to happen with them too cuz knowing him he's convincing and she seems down to do whatever he wants. Yeah, we'll so see how play that out. plays out. We'll yeah. see how that plays out. Nadia, I'm enjoying your character. It's very fun. It's nice to have a new possibly a softer more feminine Adam in the household where you're playing along with the same villainous intent but just doing it with your feminine wiles and charms. So I'm interested in watching that happen. I'm also seeing that the feminine wiles and charm of Dominique is wearing off on most people as everyone is wary when she is in the room yet everyone lets her do what she wants to do in a way. We get Colby basically knowing that she set up Whoever this bartender is, as the audience, we know that it's Dominique's stepdaughter. This whole concept of Dominique keeps getting away with doing nasty little things and everyone allows it. It's Yeah, it's quite annoying. I don't even know why she's allowed in the Carrington residence. Like, she kind of always just Sure, she's a Carrington, but she does sneak in. No, I know, but yeah, she'll sneak in. And she's always kind of peering over the one scene where she's like peering over the... uh, the upper level or whatever in the house, like looking down on everyone. And I'm just like, she's just always around the corner. She's definitely sneaking. Watching and listening. And yeah, she's, 
she's smart though. Like, she's a very sneaky character. I'm wondering yeah. if she is. I still. I'm wondering what her motive is other than money. And I'm not. And, and other than taking over the Carringtons, like she has this long game that keeps playing out. Something new yeah. is added to her nastiness and her diabolical plan every week. This week we get the daughter Vanessa, who's her stepdaughter that they clarified mm-hmm. later. However, at the time, Vanessa in the beginning of their in her introduction is like mom. And it was just as if that was her biological mother, which would have been even more yeah. interesting to me. I, I would have preferred if that was the case. That mm-hmm. The Col- Colbys had a, th- a third sister that they weren't aware of. Yeah. I uh, I wasn't expecting that when... She looks a lot like Monica, though. She so, has Monica features, sure. Yep. So, it's just it's the hair. It's the hair. And then for a second, when I first saw her, I was like, wait, is that Monica bartending? And then I was like, oh, no. But, um, yeah, she she looks a lot similar to them, so it, like, makes sense. I I don't even know what's going to happen if, you know, Vanessa keeps working there. Like, first, obviously, we see Ashanti get drugged. I, I love Ashanti so much. <laughs> and then it, it's just going to keep going because no one's going to expect that um, Dominique is, you know, going into Vanessa's ear and telling her what to do and whatnot. So it might get bad. Well, it has to do with the concept of Dominique, of course, wants to help Vanessa with her career. And she shows an interesting loyalty to her stepdaughter that she does not specifically show to her own children. She might show them this. However, we obviously know that she's antagonistic in her agenda Mm -hmm. and that her agenda is going against her own children. Why does she want to help Vanessa so much? It could be a money thing. Maybe Vanessa's paying her. There has to be some motive because Dominique wouldn't do that for nothing. I think it has to do with the fact that Dominique sees herself vicariously, wants to live through Vanessa and Vanessa's dreams. Obviously, Vanessa has some talent. She sang the song in lieu of and in place of Ashanti as Ashanti was drugged for the concept of Vanessa stepping in and saving the day, becoming the artist that sings and showcases her voice. So I feel that Vanessa can be as diabolical as Dominique. But she thinks that there, the ends justify the means. She thinks that if she gets in this position, these things will happen. She yeah. does not specifically want to hurt people. She just wants to help herself. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm interested to see if... I feel like next episode, maybe, um, someone's going to find out that Vanessa's you know, related to Dominique. Something's going to happen because Dominique's done so much now, like... She, someone's going to find out something either than her children because there's been so much happening. Yeah, Dominique is definitely one of the tangle webs we all weave mm-hmm. and she has began to deceive since the beginning of this season three. So we get a lot of Dominique and Vanessa's character simply wants to be a singer. What did you think of Vanessa? She's a good singer. I mean, I like Ashanti better, but I'm just an Ashanti fan. <laughs> um... She doesn't seem very, like, conniving. Like, you can just tell that, you know, she... She did roofie Ashanti's drink. Yeah, I mean, either than that. <laughs> she she seemed... also moved to Atlanta and got his job at the hotel specifically when she was told not to, and it was Yeah, I know. I know she's done that, but she, she also a little bit more genuine. helped stir up the concept of Jeff, of Colby, getting the streaming service and Dominique's idea that if... 
she becomes part of, if Dominique becomes part of the control of the streaming service, they can ignite Vanessa's career. And Vanessa yeah. is fully aware of Dominique's plan. So to me, she seems very conniving. It there, just there's something her about intentions her, though, are not as bad as everyone else's. Definitely not as bad as like Dominique, but there's something about her that kind of seems more likable. Like she sure, seems, she comes off a little more pure, which makes her even more diabolical, if you ask me. And I mean, Dominique's probably in her ear being like, "You should do this. You should do that." I mean, I know Dominique gave her a hard time, being like, "Why are you at this hotel?" But maybe there's some like pressure that she's feeling. Maybe she owes something to Dominique or someone maybe there'll be another character that comes in and she's like this is why I'm doing all this because I need money or or maybe she's just trying to chase her dream and as she states she moved there because she can't wait any longer and patience is a virtue one that she clearly does not have as she forces the situation constantly let's discuss the La Mirage grand opening well it's a good hotel, it looks like, but I don't know. Okay, so obviously all that stuff went down with Victor, and I don't know what to think about it. Like, who is after him? Like, I know obviously um, he's from Cuba, and all these Cubans came, and I don't know. It just, it when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is going to be a whole other thing, and I didn't understand initially why he was hiding in the hotel. And it's like... That whole Instagram thing, I feel like Sam should have just posted the photo of uh, Ashanti and not Victor because he kept saying no, 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 no. But it was inevitable that would happen. Well, I really like the scene with the Mirage Grand Opening. It's good to see the hotel finally open. Sam has been working on this with Anders. Then the concept of Anders and Sam and that clash they had where Sam basically tells Anders what to do and Anders quits essentially because he says I did not sign up to be your lackey that's not why I'm here that scene has been building up for quite some time so we get a little bit of payoff however we see that Sam quickly decides to include Anders in the rest of the decisions because Anders is so indispensable when it comes to the hotel Mm -hmm. we also get a bunch of guests all in the same place and once again we get a Colby signing where no one questions why Colby is there no one says, hey, Colby, I thought you were murdered. That was the whole setup. The police are looking for the murderer. There have been awards given out for people who knew anything about your murder. Why are you still alive? And why are you just walking around as if nothing is going on? Th- yeah, that was my thought. I was like, he's at this party. There was all like the cops looking for him, his family. And he's just like, yep. And Fallon brings it up. Fallon confronts him. Why? Yeah. And Fallon shows that she cares because even Dominic says Fallon's the only one who actually wanted to help in looking for your murderer. Yeah. So Fallon and, and Colby clearly have a connection besides the sleeping together and almost getting married thing, even though they're cousins. But they found out they were cousins later. We'll forget about that, season one. <laughs> Let's discuss the concept of that picture, that Instagram picture that got posted that showed Victor and Ashanti, the celebrity guests that were at the grand opening, mm-hmm. and it got Victor found out. I mean, that's fast for people to try and find him. Like, they post that photo and automatically they show up and somehow he's like, the next thing, he's in an alleyway almost killed. It's crazy. Um, I feel bad for him, but now he has he has to find a new place to hide, I guess. 
because now they know he's there. So He has been exposed. We'll see yeah. how that plays out. I do enjoy the character of Victor, Victor, but he hasn't specifically done anything. He is innately a passive character. He yeah. seems to not be in control of his destiny whatsoever. I do like the fact that it led to showing that he is clearly in physical danger of violence, and Colhane comes to his rescue. Yeah. Colhane a superhero or not? I think so. I mean, I I don't really like him this season, and not really so much last season, like first seasons, like I really did, but I think maybe he'll become more of the good guy and better this season now that this is playing out, because... Maybe he'll try and protect Victor, and obviously Victor's going to find have to find somewhere else to go. Well, Colin protected Victor this episode when he basically fought off the two hitmen who were taken out to, to at least, if nothing else, beat up Victor, possibly even kill him. Colhane comes to the yeah. rescue and saves them. I do also think that the Colhane superhero should play, and is Colhane a superhero when it comes to Kirby? Does the Kirby thing with Victor bother Colhane, yes or no? Yeah. I mean, okay, you've probably somehow, like, experienced Slept this. with Kirby? No, no. No, like, uh, if your ex is hooking up with someone that you know, you'd be a little bit jealous. It is a definite so conflict too. of interest, especially since Colhane is now the president and CEO of the Atlantics, and he's running the Atlantics, and here you have Victor, who he wants. However, Victor got assaulted and hurt. His leg seems to be hurt in the last part of that violent encounter with the Mm -hmm. two assailants so i don't know how that's going to play out however when it comes to kirby kirby has become an annoying person especially (laughs) in colhane's life and colhane is a little upset because he snatches the gummy bears out of victor's hands so i'm wondering if those two are going to clash now even though colhane came through and helped and protected victor First, he gets him the hotel. Second, he gives him the rules. Third, he's always trying to preach some positivity to him. And finally, he's the one that protected Victor when he needed protecting the most. Well, he never said to him, hey, like, Kirby is my ex. Or he kind of just dismissed Kirby and was like, no, I got to move on. So he can't really be mad. Like, it's not like they dated, like you said, like they dated for, what, a month? Sure. Or they were, like, just hooking up, basically. But Kirby's doing it on purpose. And if so, that becomes disrespectful. And then he can be upset by that. It is a principle of disrespect. I feel like he's only going to be upset at her, though. And like he should be. He's, Victor, he's has no, gonna Victor has no Victor has no loyalty yeah. to Colhane and no loyalty in regards to this and also might not be aware of the situation. So why would he ever be mad at Victor? Exactly. In fact, I give Colhane props for not choosing to be mad at Victor, which I thought could be a direction where Colhane punches Victor in the face when he's supposed to be signing him. But no, Colhane takes the actions of taking the high road, doesn't mention it to Victor, still protects him doesn't wish ill on him, doesn't say anything to him, and also does not condemn Kirby for her actions. Well, I hope he doesn't, you know, I hope he's trying to be the bigger person in this and just kind of not ignores what Kirby did, but, you know, says something to her and then lets it go. Like, I'd hate to see him try and, you know, hook up with someone in front of her and it just keeps going back and forth. So hopefully he's mature about it and just kind of, like moves on, because I'd hate to see all that drama play out next time. Well, when it comes to drama, Crystal has a conversation with the judge, Judge Fairbanks, who is now presiding over 
the Blake Carrington case, and he is a hard ass. He is known for being no nonsense and being very tough on white collar crimes and and on the wealthy. And he is the judge brought in. Crystal goes and talks to him, and there's a picture of the Judge Fairbanks' son with the Flores family, which Crystal threatens to release to the media and make it sound as if the judge is taking payoffs. Yeah, I was, you know what? I liked I liked seeing Crystal kind of go and um, late at night and be on the golf course. I thought that was kind of cool. But she's, yeah, she's definitely a Carrington now with the whole bribing thing. I think... I, I think that the judge, you know, he could have been like, this is illegal, this is whatever, but I feel like they're going to get away with this He now. did a little, but he does recuse himself from the trial. He yeah. does exactly what they need, which is get... He basically asked to be taken off the trial, and they're going to find a new judge, hopefully one who's a lot more sympathetic towards Blake Carrington and the Blake Carrington, Carrington pride. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe they'll be... They, they might be digging themselves deeper because they might get a worse judge. I don't think so. I, I think they're know. going to manipulate who and yeah. what the judge is and how the judge plays out. As they manipulate all things, we see the manipulation going around the circle with Nadia, Crystal now. Yep. Adam is still manipulating. Fallon's trying to get Liam back, then gives up the concept of Imperial as she realizes it's tied to the concept of why she's doing it, which is Liam. And let's go for Evan. Did you think the kiss was appropriate? And the taking him inside, which we can only assume what happened, we do not know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait for next episode. Because knowing what we saw with Liam getting his memory back with the mask and everything, and it's like it looks like he's like ready to run after her. And then just so happens that she has someone else in bed... I would assume because she took Evan inside, it's not going to end up pretty. Like it, he's going to walk something. in. Something we'll see how that we'll plays see, out. We'll see, but I. It's so sad to see because I want her and Liam to be together. So don't we all? Don't yeah. we all? I hope it works out. What did work out, however, was our special segment. Wow, in which we chose the best outfit of the episode. Maddie Pox, what was your favorite episodic outfit? I'm going to be a nerd, and I'm going to say when Fallon went to the golf course um, and she was dressed in her golf outfit, I really liked it. I'm it a golfer, a great, so a I loved it. Outfit. <laughs> it was a great outfit. I'm going to be the forever trendsetter and say it was when Fallon walked down the stairs in the beginning scenes and had the adults-only skirt oh, with I the like black that. crop top yeah. and looked fabulous in mm -hmm. all her Fallon glory. Let us know good. what you thought was the best outfit, the wow outfit in the comments below. Love to hear from you. Let's get into our news and gossip. So, when it gets into news and gossip, Ashanti was all the rage with everybody as she guest starred in Mother I'm at La Mirage. Uh, there is a great article on one of our favorite websites, TV shows, Ace.com, Dynasty Ashanti guest stars in Mother I'm at La Mirage. Everyone is so happy, thinking that this was going to be a musical episode. We did only get one song, and it was from Vanessa. Ashanti did not actually sing. However, she appears. We see her doing yoga. She looked great in her glory. She has a bit of a crush on Victor that may or may not play out next. We are getting some news that possibly she will not be the last time that we see Ashanti on this this season of 
dynasty. What do you think? Are we going to get more Ashanti? Oh, definitely. Why would she just disappear after she passed out? She's going to be back. And she's going to be like, who drugged me? Well, she might not say that, but she needs to perform. I feel like now they have the hotel. Yeah, she didn't play at the grand opening, but she's still um, expected to play. So maybe she'll feel bad and they'll have another party and she'll be singing. And she is still Ashanti. So hopefully we will get some more of her. Look forward to more news and gossip as we break it to you live right here. Let's talk predictions, shall we? After Buzz TV predictions. Maddie Pox. Oh, man. I hope Adam is blind, sort of. (laughs) But okay, we'll, we'll definitely see more of him and Nadia... I feel like she's going to act on whatever he tells her to do next episode. Um, in terms of Fallon and Liam, he's going to walk in on her in bed, I feel. And then he'll be like, oh, you know, I'm going back to Ashley. Or he'll go back to saying I need to be alone. Um, Colhane, maybe him and Victor will have some sort of chat about Kirby. But I want to know what's happening, you know, with... Um, Victor and why he got attacked. So hopefully that comes out next episode. And um, maybe Crystal will do a little bit more uh, visits at the golf course. I don't know. Well, I think (laughs) a lot will have to do with Crystal and her Flores connection. Even though we know she's a Carrington now, she's still a Flores through and through. And I think her family comes back to play. I think that Adam and Nadia team up against Crystal. But Nadia has her own agenda of why she has come into the Carrington household, and we will see that reveal itself over the next episode and episode and a half. Mm -hmm. I think Anders and Sam are not done clashing. Anders might even pull a Kirby and take the hotel or control of the hotel because he's the one that actually knows what is going on and how to get it done. And I think that Fallon moves on with Evan. Of course, Liam finds out, and that becomes a three-way struggle for Fallon, who is always going to end up on top but I don't know if Blake Carrington will. We will find out more on Dynasties upcoming. Until then, where can people find you if you want to be found, Maddie Pox? I'm on Instagram, at Maddie Pox. Thank you guys so much for watching. That's right, and I'm at I am Tehran all across the board, and of course, you can find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows, too. Until next week, we will be talking more CW's Dynasty This season has been fantastic. You're going to want to come back. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.